0: The best talent in the world now, they know they can be effective working anywhere. They know that uh, there are companies out there that can make them successful. And uh, and they're going to gravitate toward these companies. Uh, that's why the distributed companies today will be the best companies of tomorrow. It is a virtual cycle between the best talent in the world and the best companies in the world.
1: Welcome, everybody, to this uh, next episode of The Future is Remote. As always, I am your host, Kenneth Hellem, the self-proclaimed remote evangelist. And with me in the studio today, in the virtual studio, I have Tony Yamos. Hello, everybody. And hey, Kenneth, good to talk to you again. Thank you for having me here. The the pleasure is all mine. As you know, Tony, I am a, a big fan. I am always happy to talk to you. One of the most sympathetic CEOs out there. And, and super appreciative of all the content you share on LinkedIn, the, the um, events you attend, the podcasts you're part of. Uh, it's really an honor to have you here today. Thank you, my friend. So so for our listeners, Tony is the CEO and co-founder of Oyster, a global employment platform that aims to remove the barriers to remote work and distributed hiring. Shaped by his upbringing in Beirut, during a violent civil war, Tony is passionate about empowering talented individuals from emerging economies through access to global career opportunities. Tony was previously CEO of Nexmo, and we could talk about that probably for, for several hours, but but today we are going to focus on, uh, on Oyster and specifically on building remote teams. So, so let's start with that, Tony. For the listeners who don't know Oyster, in 30 seconds or less, what is it you do? So Oyster is a global
0: employment platform. We enable companies everywhere to hire talent in any country. Uh, the world is their oyster uh, when they're looking for talent, and uh, it is it is a software platform. So we we remove the barriers in front of these companies uh, to tap
1: into the global talent pool. The world is our oyster. That's that's almost cheesy, but but I like it. I I kind of understand the meaning behind it. So so with the pandemic now the world changed quite a lot right we were forced to work remotely we were forced to test this how how has the pandemic uh, impacted your business so we we started oyster in January
0: 2020 and we we thought it's going to take us 5 years uh, to convince leaders around the world that they can not only hire in places where they have offices but they can hire everywhere and this the pandemic uh, essentially accelerated uh, the move to uh, remote work and now suddenly was uh, the talent shortage that the world is facing specifically in technology jobs uh, leader changed their mind and and they start they start increasingly the, uh, using the oyster services so we had to go really fast in the beginning uh, to uh, to to harvest that opportunity that the world has presented to us. So we uh, build an employment infrastructure in 150 countries. Uh, we build a software platform that makes hiring somebody on the other side of the world um, as easy as hiring locally. And we build a team that is today over 650 people distributed in 70 countries with a diversity level that are unheard of. We are 60% women in, in the business, 100 plus nationalities. And and we're very very excited to not only uh, build a software platform that is uh, uh, reducing inequality and brain drain, but also changing the way we work. Um, so so the impact of the pandemic is actually it's pretty much uh, positioned Oyster on the
1: map uh, to support all these distributed companies in the world as they transition to global hiring. I mean that's incredible. Growing a team from from zero to to more than six hundred and fifty people in in that short. Uh, amount of time must come with a, a range of challenges. So the uh, the beauty of Oyster
0: is that we ourselves are the biggest, one of the biggest customers of Oyster. So uh, we we have a superpower because we can hire the most talented people anywhere in the world. So suddenly, uh, it was much easier for us to find to find talent. And, and because we were able to uh, promote the way we work, uh, this uh, remote work model that we created, we called Follow the Sun, that enabled people to be successful no matter what they are. Uh, we, we started getting a lot of inbound interest from people who wants to join this movement, who wants to work for Oyster. So we were very lucky to be able to attract the best talent around the world. And that enabled us to scale really fast. Uh, today, we're hiring 80% of uh, our employees outside of tier one cities around the world to create to elevate talent from all these regions that are in the past were not uh, were, were not addressed when it comes to these amazing job opportunities that are concentrated in, in handful of, of rich city in the world. So yeah, we uh, we were able to become a talent magnet uh, because not only we use our
1: platform, but also we promoted this uh, human centric way of, of working. Right, so, so not only have you done this yourself, you've done the growth journey, but your company enables other companies to, to go on this journey. The, the topic of today's episode is what are the benefits of building a remote team? And that can be both hybrid, it can be fully remote. What would you say are the key benefits for somebody about to start this journey? Yeah. So the benefits are immense and I categorize them in
0: uh, benefit for business, uh, benefit for people and benefit for the planet. So let me give you an, an overview of each of these uh, benefit categories. So obviously for, for businesses, the fact that they can uh, access talent everywhere, that multiplied the chances, but at least 10 times to fulfill these roles by the most talented people in the world. Uh, secondly is as a side effect of hiring globally, they build more diversity in the business. And we all know how diversity impact productivity impact, uh, innovation. And so, uh, and, and, and thirdly is by, by hiring globally, they become themselves this company more socially impactful, uh, because when you hire people in, in other countries, you, especially knowledge worker, you have the opportunity to paying them more than their local salary. Yeah. So think about the best software developer in Nigeria the best job he or she can get is to work for a local bank. And after five years, their skill set will plateau. But if they are hired by a modern startup in the UK that cares about the development uh, of their human capital, they're going to keep investing in that person, and they're going to continue to grow their human capital. So it's not only becoming socially impactful uh, by uh, shifting your investment into emerging economies and supporting these local communities. But it's also about
1: elevating talent and elevating human capital. Which is the opposite of a brain drain, right? Normally the best talent would have to leave to get jobs, but now they can stay and continue to develop.
0: Absolutely. Uh, at Oyster, we are committed of sending over a billion dollars of foreign direct investment into emerging economies by 2024, and, and we are on track to achieve that goal.
1: Amazing. But but that was business, right?
0: Yeah, that's what business and for, um, for, for people, uh, the the pandemic, this move to remote work that was imposed on us uh, by this virus, enabled people to realize that they can be free of location, and uh, that gave people a degree of freedom that they're not gonna uh, go back on, especially the top, top talent in the world. So, um, uh, so like for instance, I live I live in the island of Cyprus. I I lived the last twenty five years in. In London and San Francisco in these urban areas and a year ago I've decided I, I don't need to be in this uh, concrete jungle right I so I decided to relocate myself to this beautiful island I live near the beach and uh, and I can lead a, a unicorn company from here no problem with that and I have cut down on my travel and uh, my, my life became more balanced so another one is really this balance uh, between your work and your life Uh, not only freedom of location, but also flexibility of when you work, how you work, and really uh, take ownership uh, of your life uh, as an employee. Last but not least is benefit for the planet. We are pouring four times equivalent of New York City in terms of concrete every year on this planet to build urban areas. We know that's not sustainable. We know that this is created by this concentration of opportunity in these handful of places. By distributing uh, the workforce uh, outside of cities and constituencies, actually we, we we enable better connection uh, with the planet. We enable less pressure on the environment and,
1: and drive this world into more sustainable future. Those are three very strong benefits arguments for for hiring globally and, and remotely. A couple of questions, I guess, on on how you succeeded in, in your journey and advice for for others who is doing this. I'm guessing that it's it's more difficult to to change an existing company than building from scratch have you seen examples where existing organizations have embraced remote and, and what would you say are the success factors
0: yeah we support at oyster over a thousand companies in their journey from being in office to being uh, hybrid or fully distributed and uh, they, they it's, a, it's a challenging path right it's a challenging journey But that journey actually exposes your weaknesses as an organization. And as you surface these weaknesses, you become able to address them. So let's start with uh, building trust as one uh, one challenge. Uh, You can get away with a culture where building trust is not very high if you're in an office. But if you are distributed and you're not seeing the person in seat, then it becomes much harder to build trust and therefore you become intentional in changing your behaviors to build trust uh, and we know what that means in terms of performance and well-being of the team so the second challenge is uh, how do you measure performance uh, again when we were in the office uh, we leaders or managers we confuse sometimes presence with productivity or results uh, and when you move into being distributed, you're not seeing the person. So you have to not only trust that person, but you, you shift the way you measure their performance to become much more data driven. So at oyster, we have implemented a process called objective key results, OKR process. I'm sure you know that Kenneth from your Google days. B- big fan from, from my Google
1: days. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and what that uh, process enabled us is to uh, develop company goals, team goals, and break them down into individual goals. So we enable people to know what we expect them to do, what we expect them, uh, what success look like. Uh, and then we trust them. We don't care how many hours they put in. We don't care uh, when they work and when they don't work, as long as they, uh, they, are, they are clear about these expectation. And I have to tell you, it created a massively engaged culture. Our engagement level at Oyster is top 3% of all VC-backed companies. So that's the second challenge and and why being distributed actually forces you to become more disciplined in how you measure results in your business. And thirdly, is uh, is how you work together. Uh, When you move from being in office to being hybrid or fully distributed, then you need to be very intentional about how you work together. We call them the rules, the tools and the rules and we codify them. So for instance, we use uh, Zoom for this type of meeting. We use Loom for asynchronous video communication. Uh, we, we use uh, Notion for documentation. We use Asana for project management and so on and so forth. But we also design how do we do meetings. So to give you an example, um, uh, we have an executive meeting. My team meets every Tuesday uh, afternoon. And uh, before that meeting, I spend two hours going through all the loom videos of each team and then when I get to that meeting I'm already aware and everybody is aware because everybody has exactly the same information about what happened in finance what happened in product what happened in sales and uh, and then even the topic of the day uh, is prepared in advance and you have to either uh, read a document engage in the document or watch a loom video before uh, I have to tell you, this this executive meeting i have at oyster are the best executive meeting i had in my in my career they are productive and uh, they are
1: um, highly engaging and you're spending time you're spending time on dialogue on collaboration not on status updates exactly and i use that uh,
0: trick in uh, my one-to-ones with my direct report because the the result has been updated and communicated ahead of the meeting it gives me the opportunity as a leader to be there for them, to be more listening to them instead of having this anxiety about how the the week went or the months went or the quarter went. And uh, it enables you to connect with them on the personal level and build trust. Because again, building trust is critical for any team that wants to succeed. And
1: it's even more critical when you're a remote organization. What are some of the most common mistakes or or pitfalls you see when companies try to go remote?
0: the biggest uh, mistake I see them making is that the leaders of this organization believe that uh, remote work for is for everybody else and not for them. So essentially they need to be themselves the best remote workers in their team and in their company to model the way. And, uh, like for instance, for me in my company, I have the pressure to become the best remote worker in my company and in my team which means that I have to constantly uh, adopt these ways of working, I have to model the way, I have to be innovative, I have to push forward. Uh, the way we work together, we call it the follow the sun. Uh, we branded it at Oyster and we train people on it. But it's harder for leaders. It's harder for leaders because the more you go up in the hierarchy and the more the problem is ambiguous and the task is, is, is more complex, the the more difficult asynchronous work is, so that's why it is a great opportunity for leaders to become better leaders to separate uh, the uh, the analytical business side of their work with the people side of the work, their work. and and uh, and We've seen we've seen leaders emerge at Oyster. It's a it's a great opportunity to be to develop the next generation of leaders uh, because we expect more from leaders and we expect them to not only uh, Uh, not only design the work and manage the work but also
1: reflect on how they are working and how they are making their team successful interesting so i've seen and you've seen as well lots of great results for teams that go all in on remote both in terms of engagement productivity um, happiness net promoter scores with their employees but still so many leaders so many companies are saying no you got to come back to the office we, we don't trust that this is going to work for us. What do you say to those companies and those leaders? I say, uh, be,
0: uh, be careful not to listen uh, to what your employees uh, are asking. Uh, it's uh, uh, we've run uh, the employee expectation analysis uh, a few, few months ago. And we, it was clear, it was loud and clear. People want flexibility and want freedom. Uh, And you want to make sure that there's a a reason, a business reason why uh, your team is asked to come back to the office. So for instance, if uh, uh, you're not a knowledge worker, let's say you work in healthcare and you need to be there for patient, that's totally understandable. If you work in construction, totally understandable. If you work in a plant, uh, like in a Tesla plant, makes sense. But if you are a knowledge worker and you forces your employees uh, to come back to the office, don't be surprised if your retention uh, goes down. Don't be surprised if you lose your best talent. Uh, and don't be surprised that you're going to become a less attractive employer for the best talent in the world. Let me tell you something, Kenneth. Uh, the best talent in the world now, they know they can be effective working anywhere. They they know that uh, there are companies out there that can make them successful no matter what they are. These distributed companies that, takes the way they work together uh, seriously and, uh, and they're going to gravitate toward these companies. Uh, that's why the distributed companies today will be the best companies of tomorrow. It is a virtual cycle between the best talent
1: in the world and the best companies in the world. And, and we can see that with companies like Oyster. You're, you are retaining, you are attracting the best talent out there. Absolutely. All right. As a gift to our listeners, I'd like to end with a concrete piece of advice something they can try to implement immediately. Given your experience, and and this one, I guess, is to the leaders out there, what would you suggest leaders of future remote organizations try today? Leaders need
0: to change the way they see their their role. And it's not only about uh, enablement and uh, uh, delivering on goals. These are obviously important and they drive the business, but it's also about caring about how their employees feel working with them. So essentially influencing and owning the story their employees tell themselves about working with them because the moment that change, the moment uh, they're gonna lose engagement and they're gonna lose productivity. And at the core of that, at the core of that is developing emotional safety in the workplace is about managing yourself as a leader, I call it self-leadership, where you need to be careful about, or intentional about, how do you respond to events in your business? How do you respond to bad news? Uh, how, how, is, how do you behave when there is a challenge? So the way you behave as a leader determines how your team feels and you have 100% control over that. And by influencing the narrative your employees are telling themselves about working with you, we can create this high engaged human centric work that we all need in this world.
1: And that that narrative, that story is so important, right? Because people want to contribute to something bigger than themselves. And if you allow them to do that, you will get the best from people. Yes. Thank you very much, Tony, for for coming on the show today. I really appreciate all of your insights around the benefits of going remote. Um, I like to split into three, uh, the benefits for business, the benefits for people, and the benefits for planet. Um, Very much appreciate all that you're doing for the community. and, uh, And thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Tony Yamos, CEO and founder of Oyster. If you appreciated the show today, please hit subscribe. And if you want to support the show, the number one thing you can do to help is go to LinkedIn, write a post, tag myself and tag today's guest. It would really help us get the word out. I really appreciate it. My name is Kenneth Hellem and this is The Future is Remote.